Last week, I started a conversation about goals versus systems. It's a topic I love to discuss, and so I thought we'd keep the ball rolling. In fact, this episode and the next one all fit together nicely with the previous episode, right? It's a a little three-part series all about how to set goals for ourselves, how to put the systems in place that will give us the greatest chance for success, and then how to properly assess our efforts at the end so that we improve every step of the way, even even if we fail to achieve our stated goal. Today, we're going to talk all about setting goals for yourself, your team, and your business. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I wanna help you do more covers and drive more revenue. Each week we choose a topic, we pick that topic apart, we we come up with some key insights, and then we finish up with an assignment. I always leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. A little bit of housekeeping before we dive into today's episode. If you have a few minutes, please go ahead and log a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps boost the show in the rankings, making it easier for us uh, to find people, making it easier for people to find us. So as this show gets bigger, my ability to connect with really great guests only gets easier, and that is what I want to do. I want to be able to introduce you to people and products that are changing the industry for the better. Now, that means making your lives easier. Your reviews help me attract new listeners, which really is just about growing the community. So if you've done so already, I say thank you. I really appreciate it. If you keep putting it off, I say why not hit the pause button and go do that now. I promise it shouldn't take more than a minute or so and you will be right back. Uh, Go ahead. I will wait. Okay. Welcome back. As promised, this is the second in a three-episode arc all about the relationship between systems and goals. They're symbiotic, right? Goals without systems are just daydreams. And systems without goals is just a slog, right? Goals help us focus on what's important. And systems give us a roadmap for achieving what we want in life. So next week, I'm going to talk all about systems. But on today's episode, I want to talk about goal setting. Now, I meant what I said a minute ago. Goals are really just daydreams unless you put a plan in place to achieve those goals, right? But but that doesn't mean that goals aren't important. They are, certainly. All of you listening to this podcast can attest to that. For, for most of us, the biggest achievements in our lives came about because we set our sights on a prize, right? We wanted to make the basketball team. We wanted to get a good grade in a particular class. We wanted to work for a certain company or with a certain mentor. We wanted to make more money to support our families, to buy a car or a house, Whatever it is, achievement starts with a goal, having something in mind that we want to reach for. Now, for an athlete, that might mean 
getting to play in the NBA. For an aspiring chef, that might be to get a job in a, in a certain restaurant or with a certain chef. But there is a recipe for setting goals, and it's not a secret. In fact, Peter Drucker first wrote about this in 1954 in his book, The Practice of Management. Big business has been using that recipe for years, and yet most small business owners have never heard of it. So why is that? Well, I think it has to do with that old cliche, right? That we we often spend so much time working in our businesses that we hardly have time to work on our businesses. Now, I get it. If you're working 12, 13, 14 hours a day, breaking down fish, costing out menus, doing inventory schedules, then, then working two, sometimes three services every single day, it is understandable that some high-level strategy would get crowded out. Sometimes I get it. It's just about keeping the lights on. But sometimes we get stuck in the rat race. We work hard because there is no alternative. Or, or sometimes it's just because we think there's no alternative. But there very often is. Sometimes we have to take a step back in order to see a different way forward. Now, I will take this opportunity to remind you that the name of this show is Restaurant Strategy. I believe that in order to be successful, you need a strategy, a plan. So often I find that small business owners ignore the strategy side and focus only on the tactics. And luckily, I'm at the point now in my career when I can say no to certain, uh, to certain people, to certain restaurants, to certain situations, to certain jobs. I believe what I believe because 20 years in this industry has proven me right about a lot of this stuff. So a quick story. I met with a potential client two weeks ago, and almost immediately after we sat down together, the owner of the restaurant announced that he needed more Instagram followers. And I said, I don't think that's true. And he said, it is true. Look at all these other restaurants. They have so many more followers than we do. It matters. Now, there were so many things I could have said at that point, so many different arguments I could have made, but I chose the the most straightforward path. I asked him simply, How much do you charge each follower? Meaning, I asked him simply, how much do you charge each follower? Meaning, how much do you make from your Instagram followers? Of course, the answer is nothing. Restaurants don't charge money to the people who follow their social media accounts. Instagram is free. It's a a tool we use to advertise the restaurant, to show off our, our food and cocktails and dining room, to talk about upcoming promotions and events and so on but we don't make money from having 500 or 5,000 or 50,000 people following our account. So in many ways, I was trying to point out to him that he was focusing on the wrong thing. See, the key to goals is that we need to figure out the right thing to target. Now we need to set a goal that makes sense and then work backwards like this. How many dinner covers do you need to do every week in order to be profitable? I asked him that and he said, well, well, that depends. And I said, okay, of course it does. He, he's right. But a good restaurant budget is very easy to read, or at least it should be. And when you work on your projections, you know what your net income will be with 500 covers a week or 1,000 covers a week or 2,000 covers a week. You should know your break-even number and then how much profit you'll see when you pass that threshold. And he didn't know the answer when I asked him how many covers he needed to do to turn a profit. So I I came at it a different way. I said, how many covers are you currently doing each week? And to that, he said, well, right now we're doing about 400 because of the reduced capacity uh, due to COVID-19. I said, okay. 
So then where do you have room to grow? Meaning which nights are slowest and what times do you still have open tables? And unsurprisingly, he said, we're dying on Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, then I said, now we're starting to get somewhere because we don't necessarily need more Instagram followers. In fact, there's very little data to support that more followers equals more covers in the restaurant. So what we really need is more revenue to maximize the shifts that we're already open. So you're already paying your staff to be there. You need to squeeze as much out of those nights as you can, right? He said, yes. So growing your Instagram following is a tactic. It's part of a larger plan meant to grow your online presence, but on its own, it is not gonna keep your business afloat. So really what he needed was to do more covers on Monday and Tuesday nights. So that's the goal. And like I said a minute ago, you identify the right goal and then you work backwards from there to build a plan to achieve that goal. And again, this is not a new idea. I mentioned him a few minutes ago, but it's now time to return back to Peter Drucker. He was an economist, educator, and author who coined this idea of management by objectives, MBO. If anyone out there has been to business school, you undoubtedly had to read one or two of Drucker's books. The practice of management was just one of like 30 plus books he published during his lifetime. He was a giant in the field of business and management. And while he's no longer with us, his ideas are. And one of his most famous ideas is what he called SMART objectives. It was a shorthand to be used when setting goals. So SMART, S-M-A-R-T. It's an acronym that stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. To make sure your goals are clear and actionable, he says you've got to hit on all five of those areas. So then let's go back to the example I was using from my own life just a few weeks back. This restaurateur said he wanted more Instagram followers, but that was either just a vanity metric, something, something he thought was important, or something that should have been part of a, a larger plan to reach an actual goal, meaning Instagram followers wasn't an end goal, but merely a means to an end. The real goal was to do more covers, or, or probably more appropriately, to drive more revenue. And once we drilled down a bit, what happened? We made the goal specific. To say, we need to do more covers isn't a goal. Why? Because it's vague. What do we mean by more covers? How many more? You have to get clear. The second piece to the SMART criteria is that a goal should be measurable. You have to be able to measure your efforts. As the saying goes, what gets measured gets managed. And specificity enables you to measure the results of your efforts. So a goal must also then be achievable. If you say, well, right now we're doing 25 covers on Monday night and 35 covers on Tuesday night, setting a goal of 200 covers on each of those nights is probably unrealistic. Now, it's going to be different for everyone, but you need to make sure that the goal can be attained. Remember, once you hit your goal, you can always set new goals for you and your team, but you want to set a goal that is within striking distance. Relevance is the fourth criteria that Drucker says is important, right? So the Instagram followers is a perfect example. Growing our Instagram page is not necessarily a useful goal because it's not entirely relevant to our goal as a business. And not to put too fine a point on it, but the goal of any business is to be profitable. You need to bring in more money than you spend. So focusing on Instagram followers isn't necessarily relevant. 
Of course, that being said, as a tool for achieving a larger, more relevant goal, I think I think increasing your Instagram followers uh, works just fine, but we will get to that in time. Finally then, the fifth piece, right, when we look at these SMART criteria, uh, the last piece is uh, that the objective must be time-bound. There has to be an end date so that we can assess whether we achieved the goal or not within a specified time. Again, S-M-A-R-T, SMART, it stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-bound. Drucker says in his book that goals must be clear and actionable, which, by the way, if you've been listening for a while, you know is kind of my mantra. At the start of every episode, what do I say? Knowledge is only as good as the action it inspires. From the start, I wanted this podcast to be short and sweet and to the point. I wanted it to be filled with useful information, and most of all, I wanted it to be actionable. Every single week, my goal is for you to take something away and be able to apply it immediately to your business. That's not by accident. Drucker's philosophies have inspired me over the years, and in some small way, uh, I'm just trying to pay it forward week after week after week to help you achieve your goals. So then, let's apply Drucker's SMART criteria to the case study that we've just been talking about, right? So this guy I was talking to came to me and said he wanted to grow his Instagram following, but I stopped him and said, No, you don't. What you want is to have a busier restaurant, a more profitable restaurant. So how many covers are you doing now and where do you have room to grow? Remember, that is exactly what I asked him. And he said, well, we're doing okay most nights, but we're dead on Mondays and Tuesdays. And I said, okay, how many covers are you doing now and how many would you like to be doing? And he came back and said 25 covers on Monday and 35 covers on Tuesday. That's how many covers we're doing. And we could probably do 100 on each of those nights uh, with the limited capacity. But if we could just double our revenue, I think that would be great. And I said, ah, you want to double your revenue. So now we're getting more specific. Now, do you know what my next question was? I asked what his check average was. He said just about $70 a head. Okay, so on Monday nights, he's making about $1,750 in revenue. And on Tuesdays, he's making about $2,450. And he told me he would like to double his revenue. So that means $3,500 on Mondays and $5,000 on Tuesdays. Finally, now we have specificity. Now we have something to work with. A specific goal is instantly measurable, right? We're currently making X, but we need to be making Y. We can now measure whether we're hitting those goals. Do we think those goals are achievable? Well, yeah, I, I think so. It's a it's a strange time right now with the pandemic, but, but we're in a city of 8 million people. I do think it's possible to hit the new goals that he wanted us to set. Now, are they relevant, right? Are these new goals relevant to the health of the business? Yeah, absolutely. Now they are. And then finally, time-bound. Our goals must have an end date. So I said four weeks. By the end of November, we want to be doing at least $3,500 in revenue on Mondays and $5,000 on Tuesdays. There it is. A smart objective is a thing of beauty. It is specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And now we have something to work with. And so where do we go from here? Well, we build a plan. We put a system in place to achieve the stated goal. And the best part is 
we can get creative with how we solve the problem. We aren't bound by staying between the lines. I mean, even just through my conversation with this guy a few weeks back, I was able to put a dollar amount on it, but there was no set uh, idea about how we were going to raise that money, how we were going to hit that goal. Now, the planning, uh, putting the systems in place is really the focus of next week's episode, but I'll finish this episode by telling you how we resolved this specific problem. So, Instead of trying to double our covers on an off night, I suggested something else entirely. We decided to host a series of workshops on Monday nights in November. 20 people at $125 per head, that equals $2,500. And in fact, just this past Monday night was the first one we sold the thing out, but we also had the bar open for the duration of the event, so people were spending more money on drinks. In fact, we rang another $350 just on cocktails and wine. So we approached nearly $3,000 in revenue. But here's the best part. The workshop required minimal staff, way less than a normal service. So no cooks, no dishwashers, no waiters, bussers, runners, just a manager and a bartender. So with all of that, we were also able to save on payroll. So if the idea was to make a losing night more profitable, we did that right out of the gate on our first Monday of the month, we hit the goal and exceeded it in fact. That's the power of using these smart objectives to set goals. It allows for accountability, which will keep you and your team moving in the right direction. Again, Peter Drucker's smart criteria for setting goals, making sure they are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Do that and your staff will understand exactly what's expected of them and they will have a clear vision for how to proceed. Now, I'm going to link to a few of Peter Drucker's books, just a few of my favorites. Uh, Pick them up if you want. Your assignment this week is to identify some goal you have, something you've been struggling with, perhaps, and, and I want you to apply the SMART criteria to it. Make sure it ticks all of those boxes, right? And, and then next week, I'm going to show you how to start putting together a plan for that goal that you set for yourself, how to put a system in place to achieve the goals you set for yourself. As always, I appreciate you being here. If you stopped showing up, there'd be no reason for me to keep doing this, and I love doing this podcast. If you have any questions, as always, you can reach me directly, chip at chipclose.com. That's C-H-I-P-K-L-O-S-E.com. As many listeners can attest, uh, I answer each and every email I get. If there's some bit of advice I can provide to help you out, I will happily share it. Again, take a second and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen on another podcast app, that's the one that really seems to matter, Apple Podcasts. Until next time, please stay safe, stay creative, and I will see you soon.